Let's say hello to a guy that you all uh, read all the time and hear all the time on this show on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. He's Derek Duke joining us here on the show. And before we dive into it with Derek, please take a moment out, guys. Leave us that rating, review, subscribe. It helps us tremendously on this show. We still actually, we got to put in a new order of koozies. I, I ran out of Heartland College Sports koozies, so... New order of koozies going in today, and you can get a free Heartland College Sports koozie by just sending me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Appreciate that, guys. It really does help. Derek, uh, great to have you on, man. And and for the listeners out there, Derek, you just got married. You've been married for a week. How does it feel? Uh, honestly, it feels like nothing changes. Everybody keeps asking me, you know, how does it feel? How's the married life? But, you know, it's going good. It's it's still good. You know, nothing's changed with me. Uh, I guess the label of it's changed, obviously, and, and a bigger commitment. But, you know, I was definitely ready for it. Well, hey, man, we're proud of you here at Heartland College Sports, all right? We're very proud of you, Derek. Welcome to the club, buddy, okay? Thanks, man. All right. Well, let's talk some football now because that's why people are here. Uh, the Big Ten announcing last week conference-only schedule. The Pac-12 following suit. Bob Bowlesby saying it's too early. What do you think ends up happening with the Big 12? Well, I think the dominoes are going to fall a certain way, and I think the Big 12 is going to have to kind of force its hand. Now, you know, Bob Bowlesby said all the right things that you want to hear if you're a hardcore football fan. He said, we're going to play football. We're not planning on canceling any of our games. You know, he kind of put his, his fist down on the table, so to speak, so – from that standpoint, if you're a hardcore football fan, you're like, oh, this is awesome. This is great. But at the same time, when you have the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and now the ACC has been reported to cancel their non-conference games, that's going to affect what the SEC and the Big 12 are going to do. And if the SEC decides to, to follow suit, then the Big 12, at that point, you kind of force your hand. So while, while I like to say Bob Bowlesby is holding a set of cards here, it seems like the other conferences at the table are holding the aces. So for, for me, it's still going to be that domino effect. Unless two conferences can come together and make some kind of agreement, I just don't see the non-conference games happening. And then what do you do, Derek, if the non-conference doesn't happen, right? I mean, what do you do if we're just playing conference schedules with the college football playoff and all these bowl games? What happens then? From the playoff standpoint, I believe the committee is going to have to just hope and pray that there are four obvious teams, there are four obvious yeah. choices to make that decision much easier. So, for example, if you have maybe four one-loss conference championship champions and then the fifth one is a two-loss, what well, kind of makes their decision for them? But once these teams start getting even, you know, maybe there's five one-loss conference championships. Who knows how they separate that? I have no idea. Maybe they'll have to base it on where they think these other teams in the conferences are. But, for instance, if you're like Clemson, I mean, you cancel your non-conference game, it, it, it's just a completely different – it changes the schedule completely because you remember how bad the ACC was last year. Could you imagine if they had no non-conference games last year and they just play an ACC schedule? Yeah, uh, you're right. It would be a total joke, a complete joke. Derek Duke is joining us here on the show. Uh, Derek, you know, I keep thinking, too, about – we know that small businesses all over this country are struggling mightily right now due to COVID and everything else happening. And these college towns that are built around, you know, six Saturdays every year where they make a bulk of their money and their profits um, to not have the conference games and who knows what the conference games themselves are going to look like. 
this is something that I don't think Derek is getting enough attention, and that is the economies of these small college towns, places like, you know, Stillwater and Ames that, that could end up getting seriously damaged by all this. Oh, for sure. Definitely. And it's going to impact a lot of, a lot of power five schools, but even more of the group of five. And you look down at the division two schools, the FC, FCS level, it really is going to affect some of these small teams. For instance, you know, Oklahoma was scheduled to play Missouri state. Well, they were going to give Missouri state, you know, almost a nearly a $2 million payday for them. And now if that game doesn't happen, what happens to a school like Missouri state that that is the lifeblood of their program and their athletic program. That's what funds all the other sports. So for me, I, while I do feel bad for the, for the big schools, whether whoever it may be, you have to think, you know, what about these small schools? What are they going to do? Because, I mean, this, this is how they make their money is playing these big schools. And if you take those games away, I'm not sure if some of these, will be able, some of these programs will be able to survive. Derek Dukes joining us. All right, Derek, let's talk about a proposal that you wrote about uh, on the website, Heartland College Sports this week, and that is a potential Big 12 SEC football showdown happening uh, because they are two of the three conferences, Power Five conferences left who have not canceled uh, the non-conference. First off, I know it's a long shot, but we see it in basketball. What do you think this could look like? And give me just a couple of your best proposals here. I think anytime we get a Big 12 SEC matchup, we get it on the hardwood every year. It's a great event, although I don't really follow basketball much. People seem to really enjoy it, and especially come bowl season, when we talk about these matchups, we always look forward. If there's a Big 12 SEC matchup, we'd love to see it because, it. let's face it, it's bragging rights. The SEC is they're the conference that pounds their chest, talking about how great they are, but outside of you know a few top teams, maybe they're not as great as we all think they are or they think they are. So for me, it's a huge deal. I, I would love to see some of these teams play. Obviously, the biggest one, number one on the list, has to be Texas and Texas A&M. If we could just get that game back and put the Eagles aside, I think not even the state of Texas would be happy. I think the entire country would just love to see that game come back. Uh, some other matchups I kind of mentioned, I thought maybe Oklahoma, Alabama, kind of the best teams out of each conference play. I uh, had Oklahoma State at Florida. I thought it would be cool to see Mike Gundy go visit the swamp and see how his mullet looks and all that humidity. But there are just a couple <laughs> different matchups. Texas Tech and Ole Miss, you know, see what Lane Kiffin can do against Tech. And if Alan Bowman's healthy, I thought that game could be very interesting. And maybe an underrated matchup I had on here was South Carolina and Kansas State. I thought that'd be a real hard-hitting game. And I wrote that that game would probably look more like an SEC game than a Big 12 game. So just a couple fun matchups I had there on the board. And, you know, just try to have a little fun with it and get fans. You know, obviously they would love to see some of these matchups. Now I'm sure they'll never happen ever like this. So you just hope one day we could see something like this. Well, I'll tell you what, you had the border war on there too. That's a no brainer. KU Mizzou. Uh, some West Virginia fans were upset because you had them play Mississippi state instead of Kentucky. I mean, I didn't think it was such a desirable thing to play Kentucky in football, but I guess uh, maybe I don't know some West Virginia fans as, as well as I thought I did. Hey, you know, I, you know, I could have went Kentucky there, but I felt like Mississippi State would have been a little bit upgrade. But I can certainly kind of see the similarities between a school like Kentucky and West Virginia. Uh, I can see that as well. Derek Duke is joining us here. So, uh, Derek, as, as we get this thing through, we hope that there's going to be a season. You know, one thing that I found interesting uh, was that half of the Big 12 quarterbacks were named to the Davey O'Brien Award preseason watch list. And that's, of course, given to the best quarterback in college football every year. Think about that. Half of the Big 12 quarterbacks named to that list 
And it there was not an OU quarterback on the list because obviously it's likely to be Spencer Rattler for OU, but he hasn't uh, really been a starter yet. So how impressed are you? The, the Big 12 is defined by the quarterback, but how impressed are you by this group in particular this year? I think there's a lot of talent, not even – there's a lot of coming back experience when we're talking about Brock Purdy and Sam Ellinger, uh, Charlie Brew is another guy. And then you got a lot of young guys, the second-year guys, Spencer Sanders, Max Duggan. So there's a lot of guys that have a lot of potential. If they're not established already as a really good player, there's a lot of guys that are kind of on the, that cusp, and you want to see them take that next step. The problem is, you know, without some of these practice games, you know, what are they going to look like if, let's say, they're thrown into a just a – conference slate you know it's mm-hmm. a totally different world you don't have those tune-up games to kind of you know work your way into it and build some momentum in it so i think it's going to be interesting from that standpoint but like you mentioned there's some really good qb play i'm thinking about maybe doing an article pretty soon here just kind of talking about maybe what this play of this year could look like versus maybe that 2008 group that was so so good so for me i think definitely you're, you're right on the money there it's going to be a really solid group this year quarterback and hey Spencer Rattler is just like an added bonus. You know, I said this the other day, but for all the preseason teams coming out, would it be really surprising if Spencer Rattler ended up with a lot of hardware from the Big 12 and maybe being a first-team All-Big 12 quarterback? Mm-hmm. No, you're spot on. You're absolutely spot on. It's crazy. Who Who's the quarterback in this conference, Derek, that you think we are not talking enough about today that we'll be talking more about come the end of the season? I'll, I'll give you my answer, but I, I want you to answer that question first. I'll say I'll say there are two of them. For me, for the first one, it's going to be Spencer Sanders. I know we've talked a lot about Max Duggan. We've talked about Sam Ellinger, Brock Purdy. Spencer Sanders was a bit banged up last season and with so much talent around him with Chuba Hubbard and Tylen Wallace. They have a good group of the offensive line coming back. The defense for there is finally there from Oklahoma State. I think they're going to be better. For me, he is just the key holder for them. And for those that don't know, I have Oklahoma State playing for a conference title if we have that game. And I think Spencer Sanders is going to be the absolute key for that. The other team I'd probably say would be for West Virginia, uh, Jared Dagey and Austin Kendall. I think Dagey's going to be the guy. And we're finally going to get to see what he's going to look like as a full-time starter for the Mountaineers. My answer, Derek, is not one that you would expect. But here I'm going with Brock Purdy. And you might say that we already talk a lot about Brock Purdy. But I think this guy is going to end up being a top 10, top 15 NFL draft pick. And while we talk a lot about him right now, The average college football fan is not. And I think by the end of the season, he will be a household name for for the average college football fan. Are you with me on that? Oh, definitely. You know, we could talk about, we're talking about our preseason teams. If you put Brock Purdy as the first team, all big 12 quarterback, it's no surprise to me whatsoever. Uh, For those of you draft junkies out there, I'm sure you're kind of familiar with them, but for the rest of the country, if you don't have a chance, you should definitely watch Iowa State any anytime you can. Brock Purdy is a really fun guy to watch. He's kind of got that gunslinger mentality. Obviously, the whole pump fake Purdy thing was was pretty neat a few years back. So he's just an exciting player to watch. Derek Dukes joining us on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of HeartlandCollegeSports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Always great to have him on the show. Derek, when you look at this season and and what's going to come here this fall, You know, you've got these second-year head coaches all trying to make jumps, right? You've got KU, you've got West Virginia, you've got Texas Tech with Les Miles, uh, Neil Brown, and Matt Wells. And then you have K-State. And Chris Kleiman, I thought last year they get five, six wins. They end up getting eight. They beat OU. Uh, What does Chris Kleiman's encore need to look like? 
I think for me personally, everybody has different expectations for Kansas State. Last year, we weren't as high on them, and they obviously exceeded those expectations. This year, I'm a little bit down on them. I think right now, if they made a bowl game, I would say that's probably a good season for them. But, you know, obviously, K-State fans maybe want seven or eight wins this year, maybe even some going nine. But I just have a hard time seeing it. Obviously, Skylar Thompson returns from him at quarterback. He's going to be a senior this year, which is great. But they rely so much on running the football, you know, that ground-and-pound style of football and offense where they chew up the clock. But when you lose all five starters up front from a year ago, that is a huge question mark in my opinion. I don't see how they're going to be able to replace all those guys. Maybe one or two guys emerge from up front from that offensive line that are, turn out to be really good. But to replace all five linemen in one season, that's going to be really, really tough for them. And I think that's going to put more pressure on Skylar Thompson to make plays with his arm. I'm just not quite sure if they're capable or comfortable with doing that. So, Derek, as, as you look at this year, and we know that there are holes in the schedule, one proposal I've seen, and uh, I'm actually going to write about this on the site here shortly, and that is maybe BYU filling the void because BYU is down to seven scheduled games for the 2020 season after the Big Ten and the Pac-12 announced last week they're going conference only. What do you think of that, BYU filling some of the void here in the Big 12 and its canceled games. Well, it sounds like you're bringing back, you know, those rumors from what 2016 or 2015 of conference expansion. No, that, no, 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 no conference expansion. <laughs> just temporary, man. I'm not doing that. Uh, I think it would be a great fit. We've, we've talked about it years ago, thinking back about all that stuff that I won't mention again, but if, if it, if it comes true, I think that would probably be a great option. Uh, but obviously the travel, situation is going to be one to keep an eye on we're already talking about how this conference if we do go to a conference only get a slate you know what what's west virginia going to look like because they're not necessarily located near texas or oklahoma or even iowa for that matter so or kansas but what are we going to do there so if they're comfortable with maybe going to west virginia and traveling to morgantown i don't see why they wouldn't go uh, to provo in a given year so i i would like to see that happen i think it's a very interesting take he is Derek Duke, and he's joining us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Derek, it's always great to have you on and get the insight and perspective. Really appreciate it, man, and we'll look forward to Big 12 Media Days uh, coming up, I guess, on Monday, Monday and Tuesday this week. It's going to be great. For sure. Thanks for having me on, Pete. Great stuff with Derek Duke. Appreciate his time and appreciate you taking a second out and leaving us that rating and review and subscribing. It helps us so, so much. It really does. And uh, if you do that, I'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. Just send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we will get those koozies in the mail for you guys. Appreciate it. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon.